What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. Hi everyone, my name is Mayowa and I'm the host on the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast and I'm also the founder of the Book Court, a publishing agency that helps business entrepreneurs to write and publish a book. Uh, if they have any book uh, to write and they have a dream of writing a book and if you're an entrepreneur out there, you are so busy and you don't have the time uh, to write the book you have always dreamed of, uh, just head straight to the book uh, court.com. That is T-H-A-B-O-O-K-C-O-T.com to book a call so that we can talk about how to get your book to life. And on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I've got another amazing entrepreneur in the house. And I'm super, always super excited to share stories uh, of entrepreneurs who are doing amazing stuff, who are building cool stuff. And Mark, my guest on this show, is also a very good example of that. And the next voice you'll be hearing will be that of Mike. So right now, to get the show started, I'll pass the mic to Mike. Mark, he will tell us a bit about himself and a little bit about his business, then we get the show started. Hi, Mark. Hi, Iowa. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, my name is... My name is Mark Smuckler, and I'm currently the founder and CEO of a company called Flow, where we provide an app for remote workers to get pay-as-you-go access to the best co-working spaces, gyms, and spas, starting in London, and hopefully growing to other markets like New York, Paris, Miami, and, and eventually the rest of the world. Um, I have spent the last 10 years building technology in the prop tech sector, which means that I help uh, real estate owners and operators leverage technology to provide a better experience uh, for individuals to uh, live, work, and play in physical spaces around the world. Okay. And that's a little bit about me. Okay, awesome. Mark, we are super excited to have you as a guest on this show and we are looking forward to hearing your story and getting to know you and uh, your entrepreneurial background and your entrepreneurial stories. Okay, great. Where okay. do we start? All right. So uh, to get the show started, uh, can we just walk us through how you got into this entrepreneurial stuff? What is your story like? How do you become an entrepreneur? Absolutely. So... In 2012, I graduated from New York University in New York City, where I studied finance as well as uh, entertainment and media. Uh, when I graduated, I began my career in investment banking at a small boutique bank called Stevens Inc., uh, which is a Little Rock, Arkansas-based investment bank. And I worked out of their New York office uh, specifically focusing on merger and acquisition advisory with a focus on the consumer and retail sectors. Um, my experience at Stevens was a really great way to start my career, and it gave me exposure to a lot of different parts of, uh, of the entrepreneurship journey from the perspective of 
working with companies and executives at different stages of their business, whether they were looking to the IPO and raise capital from the public markets, uh, whether they were looking to sell their business to institutions like private equity groups. And during that time, I really became interested in building a company of my own. Uh, it was really great to advise other companies, but I really wanted to experience that journey for myself. Um, and so I left finance in pursuit of entrepreneurship, but I, had, I really had no idea uh, what exactly I wanted to do. You know, I didn't leave, uh, leave finance saying, this is the company I want to build. This is the sector I want to build in. And I, I certainly didn't have any experience in real estate at the time, but I knew I wanted to build something. And one of the CEOs of the companies that I worked with, uh, he, he once said something to me and he said, you know, Mark, if you want to build a business, you know, as long as you're not playing, you're watching. Right? And, that, and that really stuck with me. And what he meant was, you know, it's great for you to learn about building a business by advising clients and, and working with companies like ours. But if you really want to learn how to, how to build a company, you kind of have to just dive in and do it. Um, and so I, I, took, I took that advice uh, and I dove in. Um, where I started was I recognized that no matter what business I built, it would probably have a relatively large technological component to it. Even if I wasn't building you know, a deep tech company, and even if I'm building an e-commerce business, there's still, you know, there's still technology uh, involved in building that business. And I really didn't know much about technology. And so the first thing that I did was I enrolled in a program called General Assembly. And I took a three-month intensive course there called the Web Development Immersive. And in this course, I learned how to code a web application uh, from scratch and essentially uh, became a junior full stack web developer. I then spent another year as a freelance software engineer improving my skills and learning more about the coding and product development process. During that time in New York City, I, I built a lot of websites for real estate companies. And this was a time in New York in particular uh, where the real estate industry had just started to adopt technology. And you kind of started to see these you know, organizations, whether they had a website uh, or didn't have a website, they were, they were really starting to work on and improve their digital presence. And so I kind of, found myself in this niche where I was building websites for real estate companies and they were pretty straightforward websites and you know, here's uh, about our company here's our team here are the properties that we own or manage here are our vacancies and that was really my introduction into the real estate industry and and I guess to an extent uh, you know freelancers are of course entrepreneurs in their own right and so I suspect that was really the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. That's what really led me to start a company called Bixby, which I started in 2016 with my good friend, Alex Ohebshalom, where we built software that helped property managers deliver an elevated resident experience. Uh, so essentially, 
we built a platform that allowed property managers of residential buildings to better communicate with their tenants, uh, process maintenance issues, collect rent payments, provide package notifications, um, and, and kind of a, a whole slate of other features that sought to change the way people live um, in, in, in apartments in New York. We then grew that business to about 100,000 apartments across the U.S., working from you know, the highest end luxury towers to kind of large uh, HOA communities. Um, and it was, it was really a great experience. In 2019, that business uh, was acquired by another company called Hello Alfred. That was also a VC-backed real estate technology business that, was, uh, that had a similar mission of delivering an elevated experience to residents. Um, during the next two years at Alfred, I led product development, uh, which resulted in the creation of the Alfred OS resident experience platform. And, and that is, in a nutshell, the last 10 years of my life and my entrepreneurial journey. Okay. All right. That is uh, a lot uh, to uh share there and a lot I can learn from that. And one uh, important uh, point I want to bring out from the story you just shared with us so that our audience can uh, actually learn a lot. Uh, one uh, takeaway from that is the fact that you didn't uh, understand uh, the tech side of things and uh, you invested in yourself by learning uh, to know what you don't know. And I think that is one uh one trait that is so common among all the entrepreneurs I've uh, had as a guest on this show, and even most entrepreneurs are, who are successful, they invest in themselves. They took that time and that, that money to learn what they don't know. And uh, that is when we can all learn what we don't know and we can implement and get results. And that is one big takeaway I want to take away from your uh, story, Mark. So that is a very awesome story. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate you emphasizing that because I think yeah, I, I try very hard to adopt a, a real lifelong learner uh, mentality and, and to constantly be a student and loving to learn. And I, I think that's important. Um, I also, I do want to say it's not, I don't think that it's necessary for every entrepreneur to become a software engineer necessarily. It's, it's certainly not necessary for every entrepreneur to be, you know, technologically, um, to, to be a tech, right? Um, and I think some of the greatest companies were built by teams who were able to clearly delegate responsibility. And I do think that if you're building a business that has a technological component, I do think that it's important that at least one of the founders is either a software engineer or um, understands technology and and how to code. Um, However, for me, it was important I didn't necessarily want to be, you know, a senior software engineer. I I didn't necessarily want to be a CTO, but I wanted to understand it enough to at least be able to speak the language. And I can definitely say that that has really, really come in handy for me uh, throughout my, throughout my career. Yes, I will agree with that. And uh, everybody can't be a tech person. Uh, For me, I'm really uh, on the side of the tech, uh, but uh, for my time, 
and even for my own sanity, I have to uh, get people in uh, in my team to undo all those details so that I can focus on what I know how to do best, which is running uh, my business. And I think that is another uh, great point. So Mark, from that story of how you got started as an entrepreneur, can you just uh, tell us now about your business, the structure of your business and uh, revenue-wise, where are you in uh, 2022? And I asked this question because I want to I joined your story where you got started with where you are right now so that listeners out there can understand uh, what, can, uh, what they can do, what they can achieve, if they can really pull through and learn and took that time to grow uh, to something uh, that is very, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. So today, it's funny because I'm somewhat at, at uh, the beginning of another journey, I think. So about 12 minutes, or 12 minutes, 12 months ago, I started a new company called Flow. And what happened was during the pandemic, I started to think a lot about remote work and what that meant for how people live and work going forward. Um, And because of my experience in commercial real estate, I started to think a lot about how remote work uh, was going to impact the commercial real estate industry and really what it meant for how people want to interact with physical spaces going forward. Um, Remote work has been an ongoing trend, but of course accelerated during the pandemic when many, most, all of us were forced to work from home. And there had already been a reduction in demand for long-term leases. And it's why you saw such tremendous growth in the co-working industry uh, over the last really 20 years. I think I saw a a stat recently that there were about maybe three co-working spaces in in 2000 and uh, 25,000 co-working spaces in 2020. And so you can, I mean, it's really tremendous growth. Um, And what that to me represented was this shift in the commercial real estate business model from uh, a long-term lease, you know, rent arbitrage business to uh, what's, what's really at, at this point being called space as a service or the monetization of space um, and, and providing services therein. And co-working is really kind of the, the nucleus of, of that transformation. And so, I really started to become passionate about what I saw was a really massive consumer shift. And and as an entrepreneur, I think these are the kinds of changes that we look for, right? If you think about Uber, what what enabled Uber to to grow at the time that it did was the the proliferation of mobile devices, right? Uh, And smartphones in particular and GPS, and that is why Uber was able to exist at the time that it did. And so to me, remote work really represented a, a massive shift in the way people live. And when you see massive consumer changes like that, generally speaking, they result in opportunities to create new products and services. And so that's why I, why I started to work on Flow a year ago. And what I wanted to build with Flow was an app that made it easy for individuals to interact with physical spaces 
in a similar way that they do, for example, with Uber, right? You click a button and a car picks you up and it takes you to where you need to go. And what I wanted to, and on the back of remote work, if people are able to move around more freely, I wanted to enable businesses, in particular physical locations, to accommodate individuals in a more frictionless way. And so I began to build a platform and an app and a technology that made it easy to connect people to places um, in a seamless and frictionless way. Uh, I began that business about 12 months ago, and today we're on about a half million dollar annual run rate. Um, and again, we're very much at the beginning of, uh, of our journey, and we have a long way to go. Uh, but to me, these are some of the most exciting times, you know, really going from zero to one and one and two and building and learning and figuring it out, working closely with your customers and your users. And so it's been a really exciting, exciting time for me. Okay, that's very awesome. And one takeaway uh, I see from that, that I would like our listeners to uh, hold and uh, take away from this is the fact that you saw an emerging trend in the technology space and you like to take that idea uh, into the real estate space, just like you mentioned Uber and uh, you are trying to create an Uber for real estate, uh, if I'm right. And I think that is, you know, entrepreneurs, we are crazy people. We sit down to ask questions that what if and what if not, what if I take this idea and I drop it into this what can I get out of that? And I think that is also one hallmark of entrepreneurs who are sustained because uh, to really make something great out of this world, you have to be extraordinary. You have to be more than normal. I don't think any normal person can actually make any headway, uh, so to literally in the entrepreneurial space. And I mean, not just doing fine, but making a giant stride and actually getting uh, stuff done in a bigger scale, just like uh, you have already mentioned. So. Uh, from there, uh, in all your entrepreneurial uh, uh, exploit and uh, through your entrepreneurial journey, what is one big lesson apart from uh, learning and trying to uh, improve on what you know and investing in yourself? What is one big lesson that you have learned that you like to share with our listeners briefly? Hmm. One big lesson. First, I'll say I, I really agree with what you say. You know, I think it's Steve Jobs who's famous for saying that you know, the crazy ones are the ones who change the world, right? And, and you, you really do have to be crazy in a way to be an entrepreneur because it is, it's so difficult um, in so many ways. But if you, if you, if you want to change the world, um, and that doesn't, you know, that doesn't have to be, you know, creating a new medicine that eradicates a disease, right? You can change, you can change, if you change the world for one person, right, then I think that's, that's a really significant achievement. Um, and I always, you know, I always commend entrepreneurs at every stage at a, and at every level for diving in and really taking the risk. Um, because it takes it takes a lot of time it takes um, it takes patience and and it takes a, a lot of heart uh, so I really agree with what you said and I guess my my based on that kind of one learning one big learning that I've taken away from my journey thus far um, is 
is probably something having to do with patience and resilience. Um, someone once told me that the majority of startups fail not by, not by homicide, but by suicide. And what they meant was most startups don't fail because of some external factor necessarily that shuts them down. Most startups fail because the founders give up, right, for, for one reason or another. You know, whether they're just tired and burnt out or whether they run out of money or whether they get in a founder conflict, you know, whatever it is, the majority of startups fail because maybe they, they, just, they just don't go far enough. Um, and it's very much easier said than done, right? Um, but I'd say my big lesson is, or one of the big lessons I've learned is one day or one moment can truly change anything uh, or, and can change everything, right? And so if you can do whatever, whatever you possibly can do to make it to that next day, right? Send that one more LinkedIn message, that one more email. Things, things can absolutely change in an instant. And I'd say that's one of the big lessons that I've learned. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for that lesson. And uh, this is where we uh, drive straight into the segment where I love so much on all the episodes of this show. And that is where I have to ask my guests some thought-provoking question, uh, or maybe not thought-provoking question as you might uh, get to know. And they get back with me with answers. So Mark, uh, are we ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. So what is one book that you read that changed your life or impacted a lot in your business that you'd like to recommend for our listeners? Uh, one, of, one of my favorites is The Hard Thing About Doing Hard Things by Ben Horowitz. Uh, right now, A16Z or Andreessen Horowitz has become almost a household name in, in technology and entrepreneurship. But Ben, ben Horowitz, one of the founders of of the fund and firm as is an entrepreneur himself. And he wrote a really fantastic book um, that really talks about some of the things I just mentioned, you know, how hard it is to build a company. Um, it's something that really opened my eyes to the journey. It allowed me to understand that it's hard for everybody um, and that there are things that you can do to make it easier. Uh, he does it in a very elegant and eloquent way. Um, he references a lot of hip-hop and rap quotes. Um, it's a very fun book, a fun read. I recommend it to every entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, listeners out there, the link to uh, the book uh, that Mark mentioned, you can get it by heading straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Mark in the search bar. And the uh, show note for this episode will pop right up with all the links to the book that Mark has mentioned. So Mark's still talking about book. If you had to write a book right now, what would that book be about? If I were to write a book right now, I think it's a, that's, a, that's a tough question. I think it would be about, about meaning, um, trying to find meaning in both you know, the simple things, the complicated things, the big things and the small things. Um, 
the you know the last the last three years have been have been really difficult for a lot of people, and and now we're entering into you know, another difficult time, whether it's the war in Ukraine and Russia, uh, or the economic recession. Um, it's it's easy for individuals to get lost. I worry about things like loneliness and isolation, and the impact that they have on individuals. I've seen it firsthand. And I think that I would write a book about um, about finding finding meaning um, and 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 learning. Really, um, it would almost be a personal exploration. I don't know if it would be valuable to anybody to read, but I know that it would be a great experience for me to write. Yeah, sure. In my own opinion, that would be a very uh, awesome book. And uh, on on the basis of that. I'm just so curious as a book coach, like what exactly uh, stop you or what is stopping you from writing that book, beautiful book that you just mentioned? You know, I've, I've always, I've always, I really enjoy writing. If you ask any of my friends, I always have a notebook with me and I enjoy handwriting. And for some reason over the last 10 years, so maybe coding had something to do with it, but I've, I've really started to enjoy handwriting more than typing um it's a very different experience for me at least and what stops me from writing i've tried to write books or a book several times in the past and for some i don't i don't think it's writer's block necessarily maybe it's maybe it's giving myself the time and the space it definitely has a lot to do with lack of lack of commitment on my part. Um, but for some reason, I never really get past, you know, a few pages or, or, you know, a chapter. If I had to give you one reason why that is today, I'd say it's probably because I'm missing, I think what would help me a lot is an outline, candidly, right? To have a sense, I know where, I always know where I want to start, but I, but I almost never really know where I want to end. And that makes it very difficult, you know, to, to, to get to a finish line. Okay. Uh, I, could wonder, I could relate with what you said because I've had this conversation with a lot of busy uh, entrepreneurs like you and they are almost on the same level. And uh, anyway, I think we can talk about that. And uh, I, I always love to have this discussion of book because I believe everybody has a book in them. But one thing I believe that I've seen uh, so far from everybody, I've talk, almost everyone I've talked to as a guest on this show, is the fact that uh, they have one or two things hindering them from actually getting that book done. And uh, my job here is, uh, uh, in my own company, is to make sure that uh, I offer that help and I make sure that uh, that book is being battered out into the world so that uh, a lot of people can learn because I so much believe in storytelling and that is the basis of this uh, podcast. So I think we can talk about that one uh, at a later time. So uh, if there is one superpower you think has contributed to you winning in business, what do you think that superpower is? I think my superpower, I'd say at the moment, I'd say my superpower is being nimble. Um, when you're first building a business, you, you base it on a set of assumptions, right? I think remote work is going to change the world. I think people are going to want 
to you know want co-working um but you have to prove these assumptions right you almost make them in a vacuum so i think one of my superpowers is having a thesis based on assumptions but being nimble enough um to 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 change them and uh, and grow you know and grow with them as you learn new things and i think that's really important it's not necessarily pivoting your business uh like you know in terms of making a complete right turn or a left turn but it is making these gentle nudges to the right or to the left and saying and being open and okay with saying that you know maybe i wasn't right six months ago when I thought that everyone would want to use my app in this way and being open enough to, to learn and change. I think that's important and probably one of my superpowers today. Okay, awesome. And uh, before we say goodbye and you tell us uh, where we can connect with you online, uh, outside of business, who is Mark? Absolutely. You can, so, uh, you can learn about Flow at www.flowplaces.co. Uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, again, my name is Mark Smuckler. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Smuckleberry. And, and you can follow at Flow Places on Instagram. Okay. I, I asked one question, Mark, and that is uh, outside of business, who is Mark? Outside of business, who is Mark? Well, it's... It's, that's an interesting one because my, the last, you know, for so many of us, um, we're, you know, we spend so much time at work. It's easy for work to become, to become your persona. And one of the things when I, when I meet people, I don't ask what, what do you do? I ask what keeps you busy, right? It's it kind of, it's, it opens up a different, often opens up a different conversation. Um, outside of work, who is Mark? Um, I'd say Mark is just another human being on this earth who's trying to be a good person, who's trying to leave the world a better place than he found it, and is trying to love the, his friends and family and, and, and be good to them. I'd say that's about it. Okay. All right. Our listeners out there for the past few minutes have been having a very awesome conversation uh, with Mark uh, Smokler actually sharing his entrepreneurial journey with us. I wish we had more time to uh, have this, uh, to take this conversation to a more uh, higher level, but unfortunately I have to run right now and we have to call it a wrap. So uh, Mark, thank you so much for joining me on this show and for sharing your, uh, a little bit of your entrepreneurial journey and just like I always like to say to all my guests here, we salute you, we celebrate you for keeping the entrepreneurial fire burning and for being an, a source of inspiration to entrepreneurs out there who are aspiring to make some, to build something like you have done and to actually make some money and get some freedom and enjoy that time as an entrepreneur. So we celebrate you and we salute you and we wish uh, in the next few years uh, we, we will be hearing your name in a higher level than where you are right now. Mayo, uh, Mayoa, thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you for what you do. 
Yeah, and I can't wait to speak again one day it's soon. It's my it's my pleasure. And listeners out there, all the show notes for this episode, you can head straight to www.sixfigureentrepreneur.com and just type Mark on the search bar, and the ep- uh, the show note for this episode will pop right up with all the links uh, to the book that Mark mentioned, and also how to connect with Mark. And on this uh, level, I am signing out and. Until next time, we'll bring another awesome entrepreneur your way. My name is Mayo once again, and I'm saying bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.